0: This week in the parish of bourses and market structure. ASX pick their first female CEO. NASDAQ acquires the ESG platform Metrio. Elliot amongst a wave of people suing the LME. The SIBO launch a new floor. Yes, the SIBO launch a new floor. It's not 1987, it's 2022. And Eurex displays CCP pragmatism. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 147. Com. We lead this week with news that Elliott Associates sue the LME for $456 million, according to the headline from Reuters. That's a pretty staggering number and, of course, amounts to no less than almost twice the $250 million moat being floated by FTX, which will allow them to apparently operate a safe version of CCP for crypto. Nonetheless, US hedge fund Elliott Associates is suing the London Metals Exchange for $456 million, for cancelling nickel trades after the chaotic trading during March that forced the London Metals Exchange to suspend its nickel market. That was added to by another suing just a couple of days later. And indeed, we're now up to, I do believe, three major litigants in this whole Surrey affair. SIBO, as I trailed also at the start of the show, they've opened a new trading floor. Why, why, why? I hear you ask. The new trading floor is located in the Chicago Board of Trade building and takes up the seventh and eighth floors occupying more than 40,000 square feet. And once again, I say, why, why, why? A brave new digital world? Nope, I just don't understand why we have this new trading floor opening either. One thing which is good was the reopening in Shanghai this week. Stock Exchange staff, they had their D-Day on June the 6th. It wasn't an invasion, it was actually quite the opposite. They were able to return to their homes after being locked up in the Shanghai Exchange building for several weeks. The Luxembourg Stock Exchange and INX in Gift City, the new financial centre in India, they're strengthening their cooperation. While in an entirely logical move, the BME, the Swiss Exchange's clearing arm, is connecting itself to the Swiss Central Securities Depository, aka the CSD of the parent company, SIX Swiss Exchange. The Caracas Stock Exchange, well, the agony and the ecstasy it's been over the course of the last few weeks. After all of those decades of communist rule, the Caracas Stock Exchange had the ecstasy of possible value by seeing the government selling various stakes. However, it's now actually difficult to buy canty shares due to a shortage of bolivars in the local economy. So there you go, once again, even when they try capitalism, the usual communist inefficiency plagues even their attempts to sell stocks from their nationalised portfolio of corporate assets. Russia meanwhile, they stepped up their sanctions as part of their crazed invasion of the Ukraine. Quite amusing actually, First of all, I think Adina Friedman has doubtless garnered huge kudos amongst her Baltic staff by being added to the Russian sanctions list. And Jeff Sprecker of the Intercontinental Exchange was also sanctioned, although amusingly, he was sanctioned due to his position as chairman of the New York Stock Exchange, which is a position that he passed on to Sharon Bowen on December the 6th last year. Clearly, Russian record-keeping looking pretty much as poor as some of their strategic decisions in recent weeks. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. One mega story in Brexit news this week. Leave post-Brexit shift in euro clearing to the markets. And that was the message not just of the industry during the course of a conference this week, but actually the head of Eurex clearing, Eric Muller. Good to see Mr Muller strengthening his reputation and the reputation of Eurex as seeking quality central counterparty clearing and not mere partisanship in a post-Brexit world. Not much news and results this week. The Vietnam Stock Exchange, however, they'd have good news that their after-tax profits rose to $57.91 million. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators, and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at 200 US dollars per user, per year, or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. New markets this week. All of the news on the many new markets was in Exchange Invest, the daily bourse business newsletter, which you can get by subscribing via exchangeinvest.com. We're even offering a free 30-day trial at the moment. One fascinating headline. The first futures exchange aimed at a healthcare economy has filed for regulatory approval. That is no less than the Intelligent Medicine Exchange, which announced its plans to launch the first financial exchange focused on the healthcare economy. They've gone for regulatory approval with the CFTC to be a DCM, a designated contract market, i.e. a futures exchange, and they're going to be focused on contracts that will enable individual and institutional market participants to manage risk and invest in multiple components of the healthcare ecosystem. It's an exciting, fascinating, new innovative exchange with which I look forward to learning a great deal more. The good news is they're not even seeking to modify the basis of CCP while claiming these objectives. Moreover, they're in very safe hands with their strategic advisor, none other than the excellent former CME Group CEO, Fipinder Gill. All the very best to Gill and the IMX team. Deals this week, the SIBO, they completed their acquisition of Jos Schmidt's NEO, strengthening their global equities and listings offerings. Very exciting altogether. Well, the big takeover of the week was NASDAQ acquiring Metrio, a leader in sustainability software based in Montreal. Metrio's SaaS platform can analyse CO2 emissions, waste, gender equality, community investment and more. Meanwhile, Schwab, they face an antitrust lawsuit seeking to unwind their acquisition of TD Ameritrade and the Zagreb Stock Exchange. They've boosted their stake in their Skopje counterpart to 9.92%. Of course, you were able to catch this week the boss of the Macedonian Stock Exchange, Ivan Steriev on IPO-Vid. Catch the highlights, youtube.com, search for IPO-Vid. Meanwhile, if you're waiting, um, as you're waiting for next Tuesday's edition of IPO-Vid, which will have the excellent Max Butty as guest. Don't forget, you can also pick up a copy of my book, Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World, published by DV Books and distributed by Ingram Worldwide. The Cumex news uh, this week. The Cumex scandal had a little bit of a shake-up. Sanjay Shah, who's been hiding in plain sight in Dubai, has been arrested and charged with defrauding Danish tax authorities for as much as $1.04 billion during the Cumex dividend trading schemes. More worrying news still was the fact that... The finance minister of Luxembourg noted that the overall size and scope of the Cumex tax fraud remains a mystery. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this certainly does not engender confidence in tax-raising governments that they actually don't have any form of functional audit mechanism, it seems. In crypto news this week, well, death, doom and despair, the crypto winter is on. Just about every platform seems to be either cancelling new hires or outright removing staff. In the case of some places, they've been taking a much just 10% of the headcount. Nonetheless, the one place that's still hiring is FTX, despite Coinbase, Gemini and others all reducing their headcount. In product news this week, Magellan, Enterprise and ICE, they announced some updates on terminal transfers of Midland WTI AGC futures, Well, pipelines across Texas are gurgling the message blood, 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 while the valves hiss cushing, I suppose. At the same time, the Vice President of Ghana, Mahamudou Mia, has challenged mining companies operating in Ghana and the West African sub-region to work with government and regulatory bodies to establish a mining index on local stock exchanges. Technology news this week. Well, there was an incredible letter from a series of tech experts. They urged Washington to resist the overarching influence of the crypto industry. A very illuminating letter indeed. It seems not everybody agrees with the West Coast bros that they're always on the right track, despite their incredible self-confidence. Good news for Vermiculus. They've announced their deal with CERC. They're delivering a real-time clearing system to the Brazilian receivables market. And finally, in technology this week, Trading Technologies and Talos have entered into a strategic partnership, vastly expanding the TT crypto offering. You can catch my interview. It's also on the archives, youtube.com, IPO-FID, from a couple of weeks back with the CEO of the Trading Technologies Organisation. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Borse bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at 200 US dollars per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me Patrick at derivativesvision.com. Career news. The biggest news of the week Helen Lofthouse has been appointed as managing director and CEO of the ASX. A fascinating internal appointment. Well, I suppose one might say that given the half-baked chaos left behind by leaving a bunch of white blokes talking to white blokes about being white blokes, as the incomparable Cindy Gallup terms the prevailing management status quo in so many companies, the ASX has stayed inside the organisation after searching outside proved to be a lost decade and more of progress for the exchange. We welcome the new female CEO, Helen Lofthouse, and wish her all the very, very best, and hope she has the courage to make the brave decisions her male predecessors shirked. It's the perfect moment for a mega ASX reset. Another power woman with good news this week, Ant Group, have appointed the Hong Kong Exchange's chairman, Laura Cha, as an independent director, as they continue their restructuring to meet certain state regulatory concerns. And that only leaves us to finish on a triumvirate of Power Woman this week, ladies and gentlemen, for... Over the course of the last week, HRH Queen Elizabeth II has been celebrating her incredible reign. A long weekend was devoted in the UK to her service to Great Britain and the British Commonwealth. Seventy years in any job is pretty impressive. In one, as all-encompassing as a professional monarch, it is all the more remarkable. We're saluting Her Majesty on this stunning benchmark and wish her long to reign over us, as the national anthem itself notes. God save the Queen." And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young. I wish you a great week in blockchain life and markets, and we'll be back with another episode of this podcast next week. That, of course, will be episode number 148. Thanks for listening.